This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Welcome to Tech in Egypt, a bonus episode from For Tech's Sake, where we tear some problematic tech to shreds. I'm Jenny Darmody. And I'm Elaine Burke. And I'm going to apologize for any listeners I alienated in our last episode with my rant about cars and electric vehicles and problems with single person transport. Are you really sorry, though? I mean, I I stand by what I said. Yeah. I just Fair don't is. mean to demonize people because they have cars. I'm not. I'm demonizing the industry. Sure. The problem is at the larger structural level, not the individual level. That's fair. Does that mean that we, for the first time ever, are not going to have something to rant about? Oh, we have something to rant about. Do, <laughs> do you know what I keep seeing on my television now? What? Go on. An ad for a car where they're purporting to have self-driving capabilities. Like they have this actor who's meant to be some sort of like a sexy modern day Santa Claus. It's the only way I can describe him. <laughs> And Where is this ad and why haven't I seen just, it? Have, I keep seeing it and I, I'm laughing every time they have him like literally lying back in the front like driver's seat having a nap while he's driving across a mountain in the snow. I don't think, sir. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to kill Santa, I presume, in this advertisement. And there's, there's loads of like tiny text at the bottom of the ad, which I'm sure says this feature does not exist. Yeah. But like putting it in an ad, like what are they thinking? They like self-driving cars they're just so far from reality yeah they're absolutely insane um they are on some roads they're in san francisco <laughs> everything's in san francisco yeah shockingly yeah. but it's all demos and it's it's a weird it's a really weird time because i feel like we've been writing about um i don't even know what to call it new launches new announcements new developments i use that word very loosely in self-driving cars and robo cars and robo taxis and there's nary one on the road really in the big scheme of things yeah like there's there's some there's some in the states specifically yeah. i think it's just san francisco and phoenix there's probably other trials that we mm. don't know about but like i mean it's going weird like very self-driving cars are going just great.com yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trials with Waymo. Waymo is like the subsidiary of Alphabet. Alphabet yeah. owns Google. Yeah. So it's one of the many, many companies under uh, the auspices of Sundar Pichai um, that we don't interact with on a daily basis like we do with Google. But they do lots of other things. Mm. Um, and then Cruise is another one. And that's from General Motors. Yeah. So they're obviously a big automaker in the US. Not so big outside of the US. Um, but a huge deal over there. Or GM, actually, I think they're specifically mm. called now. Um, and they're both running pilots. Yeah. Um, both running them in San Francisco. Mm. And the cruise one, yeah, has had some um, interesting developments. But like, <laughs> it's also like they're on the roads, but they're on the roads in specific conditions as well. That's why I'm kind of saying like it's not really real. Yeah, there. Yeah, so th th there's lots of, as you said, there's lots of issues. Um, my favorite one that I read was um this poor woman who lives on the edge of um like an like an, a dead end road basically. So there's no like go traffic going through or anything, and she was woken by a car with the the Waymo logo on it so it was with the Google one um, like reversing out of her driveway um, and that was Grant like whatever weird and then it kept happening like dozens of cars on a daily basis just coming into her driveway to do a three point turn I think at one point there was like a, a line of them yeah like a whole line of <laughs> like creepy little dirt like driverless cars <laughs> and the reason why that was probably in the middle of the night is because they're operating on these limited 
timelines because like they're not able to be out in like daytime traffic or anything like that like the ones being operated by crews are limited to between the hours of 10pm and 6am so mm-hmm. you know those heavy traffic times of yeah. the, the wee hours of the night and there are specific streets in San Francisco yeah. as well not not busy ones so yeah if you happen to live in a cul-de-sac on one of those streets you're probably gonna see them swarming around and that actually did happen a bunch of cruise taxis I think they're only meant to have about 30 on the roads I think that's what mm. their license uh, with the Board of California or whatever it mm. says and an estimated about 20 of them swarmed together yeah. and blocked traffic across a cru- few streets one night. So yeah. it's the middle of the night and you just see a cluster of cars without drivers just gathering together across the streets and holding up traffic. Like, how bizarre would that be? It's and you're so like, creepy. Coming home from the club at 3am. Like, what the hell? Driverless zombie cars are just like waiting, lying in the streets. Yeah. It's so creepy but like that's funny and your one in her in her driveway having to be woken up constantly is also like funny and she the only reason that got sorted out I think is because she contacted the news because they were like oh we better not have that on the news doesn't look super but like it causes problems as well even though they're not supposed to be in the way during the day because like they block traffic as you said they blocked um like a fire engine or an ambulance I think like a first response yeah. yeah Um, I presume because there was an obstacle in the way. I don't know why it wouldn't move, but I know that it didn't move and got in the way. Yeah, whereas if a person was in a car and sees like an ambulance or a fire tender or something like that, we know exactly how to respond in that scenario. Yeah. But like, not only does the car need to know how to respond in that scenario and do so effectively, uh, its vision technology needs to recognize what that those things are and not confuse them. Like there's mm. a report of a Tesla mistaking the moon for a yellow traffic light one. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we spoke to Abeba Brahani about this, like one pixel off in mm. an image can be the difference between recognizing it as a person or a giraffe. Like <laughs> in real world for a car to be able to see, this is proving pretty difficult. Yeah. Some things they also can't do. They can't pull up to a curb. So you're talking about a robo taxi that has to just drop you off in the middle of the road. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And then there's my favorite and yours. Yeah. The Zoolander problem. Yeah, they can't make. I'm going to I'm going to say what they say. They can't make. Is it unprotected left turns? Also just known as left turns. Like to anyone else who yeah. drives like left turns. The specificity of it is a left turn that involves oncoming traffic, which as we all know, they never happen. doesn't happen that often. <laughs> I love that it's specifically left turns as well. Because it's Zoolander. They're yeah. Derek Zoolander. It's just a bunch of robo Derek Zoolander taxis. Yeah. It's so good. It, it works too well. Uh, you couldn't make it up. It's absolutely amazing. But also the weather upsets it. Like, you know, anything. <laughs> <Upsets>. like- <laughs> I love that. I mean, we're trying to pretend that these cars in the, in the same way that people are like sending the eyes real no it's not these cars can't actually see things and these cars are dumb so anything does indeed upset it mm-hmm. and weather is one of them which... yeah because like weather actually can really upset technology like solar flares can do things mm-hmm. to technology and um, bluetooth can sometimes be disrupted by like rainfall and stuff like that so yeah obviously the sensoring the lidar the uh computer vision technology all that built into cars can be disrupted by things like fog, snowfall, heavy rain, things that like human drivers mm-hmm. um, also have to be capable of dealing with, especially if you live in Ireland. Like, that's why all the tests are going on in San Francisco and yeah. Phoenix. Like they're just known for their sunny, balmy weather. Days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there is actually a European company trying uh, auto 
autonomous driving technology specifically for bleak conditions. Like they're actually a Finnish company called Sensible 4, but they've been testing these autonomous minibuses in a Norwegian town that's actually located in the Arctic Circle. So proper extremes of weather. And they have done some successful trials. But what they're looking at doing with that is providing a transport link to a local hospital. And that's actually could be very very useful for these people like even when I think of like researchers who might be stationed Mm. there in the Arctic Circle they might benefit from because they're, if you're like in a research base out in the Arctic Circle and an emergency happens, you probably do want safe transport to get to somewhere uh, that has more of a population. And like, it's not like you're going to encounter other cars or yeah. other people, possibly animals and possibly bad weather on yeah. that trip. But it just seems like oh, that, that's a model where it might actually work. Yeah, it's not like the technology isn't completely null and void, but mm. it's just this sort of idea of putting it in a situation that is full of variables, full of humans, full of animals, full of every. I mean, here's the thing, the, the really simple explanation is, and this this is kind of speaks to the bigger problem of them and um, the bigger dangers is if I'm driving a car, uh, God help everybody. But <laughs> if, if I'm driving a car and there is a pigeon on the road, I know that the pigeon's going to fly away when I get there. So I'm not going to slow down for the pigeon. Yeah. And not only that, but the car behind me knows I'm not going to slow down for the pigeon because it also knows I'm going to fly away. It's going to fly away. So I keep driving. They keep driving. Everything's fine. But if that driver is unknowingly behind an autonomous vehicle that is like does not realize that the bird is going to fly away, just sees an obstacle and breaks hard mm-hmm. because it's an obstacle, there's going to be a rear end collision there. Yeah. And that's the bigger problem, which is these cars are dangerous for injuries and possible deaths. And that has already happened. Yeah, there's been plenty of injuries and fatalities associated with self-driving tech. Uh, there's documents by Reuters, Reuters revealed that Cruise's autonomous vehicles were involved in. This is specifically about Cruise, but there's others. Uh, mm. th- those ones were involved in 34 accidents involving bodily harm or more than $1,000 worth in damage during a four-year period. Like, that's a lot. And that data is then used to um, train the technology. Mm. But, uh, you know, fair enough, people are not willing to participate in grand experiments that they didn't actually sign up to. Yeah. Um, because the thing about scientific experimentation is you're supposed to have ethics boards who make sure that people are participating knowingly mm-hmm. in any kind of a scientific trial. And this is not the case here. So one person who was actually injured in a cruise collision in 2018 uh, was a cyclist and um, specifically said to news services that it was unfortunate that this incident was a sacrifice I had to make to allow crews to become better at predicting situations. Like literally saying like, I didn't sign up to be part of your experiment, General Motors. Mm -hmm. And now I had an injury because of it. And like, it could be worse than injuries can happen here. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's so hard as well. Like, I think it's easy for them to try to bat this stuff away because none of it's real life scenarios apart from the people who've been injured already. And those are real life scenarios. But like, it's not quantifiable because they're not on the roads and you can't put them on the roads to test that out because um, I can't remember the statistics are quite US based, but I think it's like you know, one fatality per 100 million mm. miles in the US. And that goes up to 500 million miles for something like bus drivers. Because if you take out the variables of like reckless drivers, drunk driving, yeah. texting and driving, things like that, like humans are actually really good at driving. And it's not something that you, you know, take into account all the time because mm-hmm. we sort of take it for granted. But the amount of cars and the amount of driving that happens every day yeah. and the amount of complexities and the amount of weather and the like... Like, I mean, just look at the last couple of months and that sort of dry, like black ice 
all the dangerous stuff that can happen on the roads and all the things humans have to kind of quickly make that snap decision for. Computers are still really yeah. dumb. Yeah. And, and even like when you think about if uh, there are multiple human drivers on the road and one of them maybe behaves recklessly, those other human drivers just through experience and knowledge of how other people tend to mm. work might also know how best to respond to another human driver but not how to respond to a computer that's operating on a programming model that just might seem very foreign yeah. to people who are used to the road and like essentially people might compare it to you know when you know cars themselves literally first took to, took to the roads I'm sure there was plenty of accidents I'm sure there was chaos reigning in the early 20th century for sure but We've now in the 21st century reached a level of like car safety mm. that we deem acceptable. And it's very, very high mm. road safety and car safety like are really, really stringent requirements. So I don't think people are going to accept anything less than meeting that bar. Yeah. It's a really, really high bar. So like even though the technology does exist and it can operate in these limited parameters, mm. like it's like the progress bar for autonomous vehicles is at like 90 percent. But you know, when you're watching a download happen, mm. it says 90% and then that last 10% takes like an hour. <laughs> it takes yeah. the longest, longer than the rest of the 90%. And it's a killer. And in this case, it could literally kill people. Yeah. That I mean, 10%. that 10% could be just around the corner, but it's probably around the left-hand corner that they can't make. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, Zoolanders. And like, when you're talking about the programming that goes into them, like they're trying to train models and stuff like that to make decisions to, uh, of all the many, many variables that mm. can happen when you're driving, which is a lot yeah. of things that you're trying to account for in the software and the programming. You're essentially asking software engineers to code to solve the trolley problem. Yeah. <laughs> which, if anybody's not familiar, is a thought experiment that's used by like philosophers and mm. ethicists and stuff like that and is technically unsolvable yeah <laughs> that's the whole, by humans the whole point of it yeah, yeah. Or, or unsolvable without causing some harm essentially yeah. that's how it's set up so the idea is that you have um kind of like a tr- is it a tram like it's or a, a trolley tram. a trolley yeah, a, on yeah. a rail um, and that rail divides and you can pull a switch to decide which rail it's going to go down and on one rail there might be um but, someone who you despise or yeah. like seven people that you despise or one unsuspecting bystander mm-hmm. on the other rail and it's like do you decide to like decide to get rid of people that you don't like or save an unsuspecting bystander and like people put in different caveats all the time for who's going to be on each line or what's mm. going to be on each line and what's going to be subject to the collision but yeah the, the essential problem is sometimes in accidents you will have to make a decision that will actually impact another life yeah. in, in a very significant way. And yeah. it's kind of like, will a car decide that you are the disposable element mm. in that and, uh, and and make it that you're harmed in yeah. harm's way? Will it decide that a pedestrian is is the one that needs to go because like it's easier to save you than the pedestrian? Like a car trying to make that decision, programming trying to make that decision is crazy. When people go through accidents like that, I'm sure it's really traumatic and they probably have to go through a ton of counselling mm-hmm. and stuff afterwards. Like, imagine trying to be a software engineer trying to code for yeah. that. Especially when the added caveat that I've always heard about the trolley problem is there's an extra thought process of it's already on one track. So you're pulling a lever, you're making a decision. Mm-hmm. So an extra thought process is will the car change course or will it just barrel through whatever position it's already in which could be the greater harm it could be the lesser harm but like making a decision to change course is another Mm -hmm. kind of layer to that as well and I suppose that adds liability to the equation and the big question here would be like who's liable if a self-driving car causes an accident yeah the company 
the per- the people in the car who actually had no control over the car. Mm-hmm. Like, who, who's liable there? Really, really complicated problems, but I'm sure the billionaire genius, genius Elon Musk will have it all figured out for us. I mean, isn't he figuring out the world? <laughs> um, I feel like full disclosure, folks, we are recording this um, in December 2022, just in case anything that we say becomes inaccurate because Elon Musk is a chaotic man who changes things on a whim. Um, We just feel like before we talk about him, we need to put that disclaimer in. Mm -hmm. So thanks for that, Musk. This has been awesome to have to signpost this. (laughs) If you could just chill, that'd be awesome. Super unpredictable. I hope he takes takes Christmas off. (laughs) (laughs) Be great for all of us. So... Obviously, he's in charge of Tesla almost. Yeah, remember that other company (laughs) that is tanking while he fucks around with Twitter? Yeah, yeah, he still still has that. He still has that in the bag. Um, I mean, it's plummeting at the moment, but he's still there. And Tesla is car company, Mm -hmm. which means, of course, he can't be left out of the loop when it comes to autonomous vehicles. And my favorite phrase of full self-driving. Yeah, or FSD. Yeah. As they call it in the software world. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so full self-driving or FSD software, as he calls it, he's been extending that offering to anyone in North America who requests it from the car screen. And has $15,000 to pay for a software extension. Yeah. So this is essentially an extension of um, autopilot. Uh, which is already on um, Tesla vehicles, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, it, it provides some some advanced driving assistance, um, accelerating, braking, things like that. But um, FSD uh, claims, claims, claims <laughs> to offer much more than that. I mean, like before, before we get into the ins and outs of it, it's very, very, very simple to boil it down to no Tesla vehicle on the road is able to fully self-drive. Yeah. And yet... This is called fully self-driving. Yeah. I mean, that by itself. Lies. Lies. Lies of Manelli. <laughs> <laughs> so Tesla's already facing criminal investigation over this, like literally over the false claims. And my favorite thing was their defense was was that it's, it, oh, it's undoubtedly been a failure. <laughs> yeah. But it's not fraud. Yeah. And I think like there was another quote that was something along the lines of like, our inability to achieve this grand vision isn't enough to like make us criminals and it's kind of like but you're selling it to people it's yeah. called full self-driving you have a price tag of $15,000 on it and not to mention for years Musk has been touting the autonomous capabilities mm-hmm. of Tesla cars that do not exist and they've they've shared videos that previous employees of Tesla have said were fabricated yeah. uh, of, of this kind of self-driving mode uh, now they do that the most famous video does have a person in the car but there's regulations that say that a driver uh, in most cases when you, even when they're doing trials and stuff like that a, a fully capable driver needs to be in the car mm-hmm. when they're doing these trials so they say this person's only there to like because of legal reasons and uh, the car is actually driving all by itself and yet yeah, Tesla employees have said that well that was snippets taken from an experiment where it actually got things wrong a lot of the time and even crashed into a fence at one point and it was also under really controlled circumstances it's very metaverse legs in that they don't really like 3D mapped the space yeah in advance like things that you won't be able to do in a real world scenario mm-hmm. with these cars but they're being sold to people who I mean I'm not going to say all Musk fanboys are dumb but 
plenty of people who've bought Teslas and with all the caveats that will say that it shouldn't be used for actual autonomous driving. Some of them are the reason for some of the accidents that have been happening around them because they're like, well, Musk says it can drive itself. So I'm just going to switch on this feature that's called autopilot or this feature that's called full self-driving and cause a fucking accident. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's like I, I'm just baffled by the trying to get around the idea that they weren't fully selling this as what they were trying to sell it as. I mean, honestly, it's like putting a bag of flour in front of you right now and saying, that's a cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mm. might not be able to see that it's nummy, cake nummy, yet. Nummy. <laughs> yeah, like it will be. It will be. A, yeah. it, and not even it will be. It might be a cake. Yeah. I mean, it, maybe it will be a cake, but Someday. will it be edible? <laughs> <laughs> TBC and they do blame regulators mm. for the kind of reasons like why you can't use your FSD or your autopilot it's like oh the regulators the regulators and that's why we haven't rolled out fully but uh, according to reports that I've read they haven't applied to any of the regulators to lift yeah. the regulations needed for full self-driving so do they have the technology ready? I don't think so yeah like even um Anthony Lewandowski has kind of massively stepped down about the ability of self-driving cars. This guy is a bit of a savant, bit of a big rising engineer yeah. star. He's kind of at the forefront, I would say, of self-driving car technology. Yeah, so he was at Waymo to begin with, I think, then moved to Uber. And there was a lot of controversy around him. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's gone through the mill in the press yeah, 100% <laughs> so like yeah he's got his caveats around his name as well in that there was a suspect that he'd taken technologies from Waymo into Uber um, Uber by the way sold off their autonomous driving division they obviously were like fuck this <laughs> yeah. this is not going to pan out and make any money for us in the near future yeah. so they've sold it off anyway um, so obviously that doesn't exist anymore Lewandowski was well tarnished but, uh, because of all the, that goings on and is still working in technology but has really steered himself away. (laughs) So many car puns. (laughs) From self-driving technology as a as something that could be rolled out commercially and widely available. Yeah. 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 Which is interesting. Yeah. Because he would have been the biggest person. I mean, I think you couldn't get a more biased voice I would say back in the day in terms of like how amazing this technology yeah. is going to be. And like, and you can even see from quotes from him in kind of later years that he looks back and kind of admits how much he was smelling himself. Like, <laughs> you know, he's very much like you get so wrapped up. It is like the sentient AI thing again. Like, I think he said, like, you know, in these scenarios, in these demos, and you see the computer seeing all these things and you really think it can see it. But even he was like, computers are still really, really dumb. Yeah. So like you can get swept up in this and you can see a car driving by itself. It's just one of those kind of things that humans are just amazed by. And you're like, oh, my God, it's driving by itself. Then you're yeah. like, no, it's not really, though. Yeah. Like, and even uh, one of those Tesla demo videos uh, when they announced the full self-driving rollout across North America. So one of the features is called smart summoning, mm. um, which I, I was like, I can imagine what that means. Is that what it means? And yes, it does mean that the car will come to you when you ask for it. As long as you have a clear line of sight to the car and, and are aware of any obstacles that the car might be encountering. Do you know what that sounds like to me? A radio controlled vehicle, you know, yeah. like having your... Oh my God, yeah. You know, like radio controlled car. Just that, but bigger. <laughs> that, <laughs> that doesn't sound like autonomous driving yeah. to me. And that's the thing, like there's just so much myth built around it. And Lewandowski is kind of saying like his eyes have been opened and mm. uh, he's under he's understanding now the limitations of this technology, but also 
the use cases where it might actually be relevant. So yeah. he still is working in kind of autonomous vehicle technology, but he's working on robo trucks for mining sites at the mm-hmm. moment. So a mining site that is a very controlled environment for health and safety reasons um, and will have like designated areas and mm. uh, people there will be trained on how they should be approaching vehicles and all those kind of um restrictions are in place there which actually makes it a very conducive environment to have automated vehicles it's actually like why amazon has robots in its warehouse and stuff like that yeah. although amazon those were those robots sometimes collide with the workers and it's not great and um, but in controlled working environments there actually is probably a use case for these things so these mm. quarries uh i think it's in california as well um some of the dump trucks and stuff like that that just have to go from one place to another constantly yeah. and normally would have a human operator doing mm. that um, Lewandowski's working on uh, technology that can just do that autonomously free up that human driver to do more in-person work on the site so well, actually makes yeah, sense it does make sense and like a lot of the technology is actually assistive as well so yeah. the assistive stuff is good mm. and could be really helpful on long haul truck drivers assistive uh, auto tech is actually a really nice thing for them to have because that's a that's a job that like you know famously can be very wearing on yeah. people you know especially like across North America because yeah. it's such a vast expansive land and there's loads of truck drivers going to and fro all the time. Mm. These long, long journeys. And if you have features that can support you doing that job, that could actually be really good as well in an assistive yeah. capacity. Yeah, not, not autonomous. Exactly. Not by itself. Yeah. It can't be trusted. I mean, we're getting AI assistance to help us do our, our jobs. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it stands to reason that other people who operate vehicles might get assistive technology as yeah. well. But it's sort of like back to the argument of, you know, the AI thing where you kind of should treat computers like toddlers who are learning. Don't leave it unattended on its own (laughs) or in sharp objects or things like that. Or large heavy vehicles. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's just they're not safe to be there by themselves. And the quarry thing is really interesting because they do like I mean, the, the roads are not smooth. Like there are there are things that make that challenging for the car, but it's the same route. It's the same journey mm-hmm. and it looks the same every time so it learns to do the nav- the awkward going through the rocky mountain and like avoiding that thing and you know like because yeah. it's learned that that's the same thing everything it can learn from repetitive yeah it can learn a complicated scenario if it's the same yeah complicated scenario over and over again but like can it be unleashed on the, the whole world of the roads no no there's too <laughs> no, many no, variables no. it's a terrible idea yeah. but it's amazing that like how much money has been pumped into it <laughs> like it's it's such an unchecked industry um, and I think again Anthony said the same thing like you'd be hard pressed to find an industry that has pumped so much money into R&D with literally no delivery of anything well, listen, give the metaverse time Jenny <laughs> it might take over. it is the same yeah. isn't it like I've, it's very much like no no like we're pumping money into this and it's going to give returns and even even the whole controversy around him moving from Google to Uber like that was seen as a oh like they're pulling they're t- taking the gloves off like this is getting ugly which means those trade secrets are so valuable mm. and so important that like Jesus it must be and as you yeah. said Uber so Uber will run away with this technology that yeah. he's taken from Waymo Uber literally gave up yeah on self-driving car techs yeah hmm. yeah <laughs> and and on that <laughs> didn't um, Elon Musk say or hasn't he often said that Tesla buying a Tesla is like an investment oh my god like of all the crazy things <laughs> that man has said 
This is actually my favorite. This ranks top for me that a car could appreciate in value. Yeah. Because he said, like, if you buy a Tesla, uh, it will have robo taxi capabilities and you'll be able to like rent out to people and make a profit on it. Like kind of like Airbnb, but it's your car's taxi by itself. No driver needed, like absolutely demented. No car has ever appreciated <laughs> in value. Like that is not a thing. And that is not gonna be a thing like you are actually nuts and like he's getting sued by people who bought Teslas for all these false claims I must say yeah um, that Tesla at this time uh, maybe things will change in a few weeks it's a class action lawsuit and they're mm. trying to make it into more private arbitration and that's what they tend to do mm-hmm. because in a class action suit things will be made public yeah um, things will be made public about what Musk knew mm. about the technology when he was making claims about the technology yeah. They don't want things that to come public. Out. They love private arbitration at Musk companies. That's their fave. Yeah. Um, because then you can settle and keep things quiet. Sweep, sweep, sweep yeah. under the carpet. Do, 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 do. Nothing to see here. Yeah. So yeah, that's an interesting one to watch. If the class action suit holds, it's gonna be exciting. Get your popcorn. Yeah. There's gonna be a public trial there. Yeah. For show. Sure. So <laughs> it's just the the autonomous car wars is just has been a wild ride for the last few years and. Like, I just, you, you got to wonder what the point of it all is. Like this mad push, because as you said, if there's use cases, but they're not pushing for those use cases. They're pushing for this everyday use commercialism. And they must know that it's not going anywhere. But why? Yeah. And why? something like the investment of, I think it is something like a hundred billion, yeah. possibly even more than that that's not been quantified, yeah. has been invested into this tech so far. So yeah, why? Why would they be so keen to have individuals own self-driving cars I wonder I wonder what that could be Jenny could it be capitalism Elaine it is Jenny (laughs) because tech companies are always looking for new revenue streams to support infinite growth as if that's a thing Mm -hmm. that they can sustain Um, and the kind of tech that can be exploited for even greater profits from the auto industry would be software updates for your car think of how often people update their phone yeah because the hardware stops being compatible with the software like we're getting into a cycle where people are nearly updating phones every year people who are really high end users like not the average user and please don't do that like nobody needs to do that Mm -hmm. Um, but you get to a point where the software starts bricking the phone yeah what if we start bricking cars yeah software updates software updates that themselves can cost $15,000 and do fuck all yeah (laughs) like it's just money. Once it might again, as well be printing money. Thanks, if Musk. that was a real <laughs> scenario, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just a way to make money and also broaden the market. You can't drive. Oh, here's an autonomous car. You can still be a car owner. Be a car owner. Buy a car. Buy a car. <laughs> Buy <laughs> why, cars. Why don't you have a car? Yeah. Have more cars. Have more cars. Everyone should, should have a car. Everyone should have an individual form of transport. We're back to my other rant. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are good use cases like that thing that Sensible mm. 4 is doing in Norway yeah. where people in remote locations where there is bad public transport maybe in very specific circumstances yeah. some sort of autonomous driving technology like for auto buses and stuff like that could actually be really, really effective and useful and it could be good for gathering people together in transport but that's not what the automakers are here for they're here for more people more individuals owning their own version of transport and I'm not here for that yeah that's totally fair it's um it's the same for like very very rural areas maybe even that have they're so remote there's no cars around them I mean like even a little a little autonomous public transport service down the line could be something that would be good but that's not what we're making we're making cars that can't turn left (laughs) (laughs) and also when we say down the line 
I'm thinking like maybe when I'm old and grey or dead this might be some semblance of a working technology I don't think it's anytime soon yeah in terms of in terms of self-driving cars on the road it's way down the road like we can't even (laughs) see that road yet ah the car pun's just too much fun where we're going we don't even need roads (laughs) because they'll all be flooded anyway (laughs) that's for another episode I think Thanks for listening to Tech and Egypt, our bonus content from For Tech's Sake, a co-production from Silicon Republic and the Headstuff Podcast Network. Remember, you can listen to all of the brilliant bonus content from across the Headstuff Podcast Network, and you really should. And you can follow us at Silicon Republic and at For Tech's Sake Pod on your preferred social platform. Yay! This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.